Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kisaki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. And hurt we did. Hurt I was. Hurt the fan base was at MetLife Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode six of the Battered Fins Fans podcast. And what a week to be battered. And I mean that in the figurative sense and literal sense, Danny. It was a battering week, sir. How the hell are you doing today? I am doing great. I've been looking forward to this show all week, Manny. Well, it's it's nice of you to say that you've been looking forward to this episode, even though you kind of battered me some more on our Jet show. And, you know, I took it like a champ. I'm going to say that. I took it on the chin. You did. Like I, I will give it to you. You took it like, yes, you took it on the chin like a straight champ. And I, I appreciate you for being a good sport. Well, it, it and again, this is how we make it work because – we're at the end of the day, we're able to be honest about what our teams are. And and Danny, what a game to be honest about. There's a lot of points to get to. For and sure. and let's not spend too much time on it because obviously it already happened three uh three days ago from the time we're recording this live. But let's touch on the biggest thing because it happened immediately at the game. One quick that, point obviously that first offensive play for you guys. Yeah, first offensive play of the game. Two two things to touch. One thing I've told you since the beginning of the season, I think Sauce Gardner is special. And what a way to make the kids say, hey, bring him to the league, send him on an all-out blitz right away, and he gets the hit on Teddy B, intentional grounding penalty, which, again, I, I don't know if you went back and saw the show, uh, the, the game like I did. Um, Durham Smythe was in the area of where that ball landed, but because he was actively but, blocking. Yeah, he, he was he was blocking, though. He wasn't uh, – he was at no point that he disengaged from the – Correct. From the and that's, that, that's why I agreed with that portion. I, I agreed yeah. that it was a safety. I agreed that it was intentional grounding. But let's move on to that quote-unquote stumble. Now, I don't know how you noticed what was happening. I didn't notice right away. What I noticed after he took the hit, he got up, he walked to the sideline. He's thinking that he probably got away with a, with a safety. Then all of a sudden they have the conversation, blah, blah, blah. I see him walking to the sidelines. That's all I saw from that play. Long behold, they come back from commercial break, and all of a sudden I see Scouter Thompson throwing a few balls with his pink crucial hat on. I'm like, why is this man throwing passes? And then <laughs> long behold, a few moments later, I see Teddy B running to the – I'm like, all right, maybe they're just going to go evaluate him because at that point they're not talking concussion. At that point, he Landed on his shoulder. I shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't see any head. I'm like, all right, maybe he just hurt his shoulders, a little stinger. Take him to the locker room, give him a shot. He'll be right back. Scott or Thompson get out, gets out there. I, 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 don't, I can't recall if it was three or not or not. All I know is you guys got the ball back pretty quickly because you came down and scored a field goal. And then all of a sudden I hear Teddy Bridgewater has been ruled off for the game because of the concussion protocols. And then later found out it was due to a stumble that the – Separate person, spotter. the spotter saw. Spotter. Mm-hmm. Now, I enjoy watching all 22. I tell you, it's one of the best things that NFL Plus has ever came out with. Danny, yep. at any point in time, up to this point, today is Wednesday, the 12th. Did you notice a stumble at any freaking point? No, at no point did I notice a stumble. What I do think, and I can, I'm sure we're going to get into it right now, is I think you guys going to have the – 
the unfortunate uh, luck of dealing with the brunt of this little Tua, I don't know if you want to say a scandal or controversy, but because because you guys had happened to you, what, what happened against the Bills where he did stumble, they come back and they said that supposedly the doctors were right and he, he cleared. I don't care what you say. To me, he had a concussion. The way he you. stumbled to me personally, I think he had a concussion and they're just trying to cover their ass. I could be wrong, but that that's just what I believe. But well, because of that, I think you guys you're wrong. Right. Just based on paperwork. But, just based on paperwork. Go ahead. That, that's fine. So I think based on that, I think you guys are no longer going to get the benefit of the doubt. And I think because you guys don't get the benefit of the doubt, it's almost like a almost like an like a punishment for what happened with the Bills and then four days later against the Bengals, I think the, the NFL is going to come down a little harder on you than they would on just about anybody else. And I know this because I knew absolutely every big hit that happened this weekend because everybody on Dolphins Twitter decided to repost them all because they're like, what happened? Why isn't this guy out of the game like Teddy Bridgewater? What happened here? Why isn't this game out of the game? Oh, Zach Wilson, he got popped in the head. Why isn't he out of the game? And again, it's because you guys are now going to be Braxton targeted burials. by the NFL. Yeah. Braxton Burials, win knocked out of him. So, if you say so, it, yeah, it, right, exactly. So it, it's all going to be because you guys are now the example. You guys yeah. messed up. Say what you want. I, I, from the day that that happened, I know he came out and he played great the second half against the Bills. But I always thought when I saw him back there, that's a bad PR move, man. Like the way it looked, obviously because he performed well, you kind of forgot it, but. The way he looked, no way should he have been back in that game. And I and I was so shocked when I saw him come back. But like you said, officially through paperwork, he supposedly passed. So there's nothing I can really say against that. But I think you guys are going to have to deal with the repercussions of that for the rest of the season. Okay, fair enough. And, and, and I appreciate that point. Um, but yeah, that Braxton Barrios hit. You saw Javon Holland lay the hammer down on that guy. And he stayed down a while. And usually, correct me if I'm wrong, even before concussions were like as – tip of the point as they are now when a player is down an extended period of time they have to come out of the game and granted you guys had just scored so it, it is what it is it was a touchdown, right but, but i meant but no trainer at any point was checking him out like he knelt there for a... the, the reason that he didn't is because at no point did he have an opportunity to go back onto the field because i mean they had just scored so he was going to yeah. be on the side like one way or another so i think that's why they didn't really go and check on him. got it not even the refs the refs were like ah it is what it is he scored a touchdown <laughs> let it. it be but yeah. I agree with you. Um, it, it was it was disheartening because, yes, you had the Ted, the Teddy stumble, and then, but then you bring in a seventh rounder, third string quarterback, into this game, and that before led, you get into that real quick, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, no, go I'd ahead. Be, I, w- I wanted to say this one last thing: if Teddy Bridgewater uh, does throw the ball at somebody's feet who isn't blocking, and they call it an incomplete pass. The next play happens right away, and Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get taken out of the game. That's what I think. What do you think? Fair enough. I, I think it's a valid point. I think that if, if it's the penalty and it's not a safety, Teddy's still on the field. I agree. Right. Because it's he, just that they had so much time to think about it. They started talking about the safety. They went to commercial break. And the people up on the booth are like, hey, could you huh. run that, that tape back a little bit right. so I can see that right. again? Maybe he, he did stumble. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we want to be cautious. You know what? You know what happened a couple of weeks ago, right? Call it a stumble. Call it, call it yeah. a stumble. So I, I think that if if that play goes on and it's just an incomplete pass and then 
go ahead, second down in 40 seconds. I think he stays in the game, and this is an issue. But because of the safety, the discussion about the safety, the commercial break, it they gave had to come the, the spotter an opportunity to, to make that happen. Fair what enough. What were you saying I, about I, Skyler I, Thompson? No, no, I, I think it's a valid point, and it, it leads into the whole fact that they had to come off the field. And then Skyler Thompson, again, it kind of felt like Tua. Teddy Bridgewater is coming into this game cold, and now Skyler Thompson is coming into this game cold. And I get it. It happened right away. It wasn't like kind of like Tua's. It was leading into halftime. You have a whole half to prepare. But still, <laughs> to, uh, at this point, Teddy Bridgewater is taking all the snaps for this upcoming game, prepping for the prepping for the Jets, and Skyler Thompson is taking mental reps. You know, he's he doesn't have the cadence down. He doesn't have the snap count down with his starting offensive line. It's not as simple as just here a seventh round. There's never seen a real NFL defense. Go in there and do your job. And what I the reason I'm bringing this up is not to make an excuse about you guys getting the dub, but more about the bashing that came from it. I think that people were way absolutely too high on Skylar Thompson because of how he performed in the preseason. Now, again, you and I discussed him right before the preseason started, and I said based off the, what he was facing as far as second and third defenses – he did everything he was supposed to do. The Jets won this game because they beat who was in front of them. Skyler Thompson looked great because he was going against second and third stringers, even at times four stringers who was trying to trying to basically make a job or get a job on this on their NFL team. So I said he looked good based off the fact that he was picking on people and it looked real nice. His throws were accurate. He was rolling out of the pocket well. Um everything you want to see from a quarterback, he was doing well in preseason. But, look, if Tua didn't exist, right, yeah. and Teddy Bridgewater was the starting quarterback with the Miami Dolphins, yep. and Skylar Thompson was a second-round pick that you were hoping yep. to see later on in the year, and he came into this game, and again, no Tua, no Tua exists. Right. If I see Skylar come in with no preparation and he plays the way he played, I, I wouldn't feel bad. I thought he played okay. For the fact that he, he didn't prepare for the game, he didn't lose you the game. Nope. You had a chance to take the lead late in the, uh, early in the fourth quarter if he didn't yep. miss that field goal. So he Preach kept it. you in the game. So I, I wouldn't be bashing Skyler Thompson. I, I think he played well. I think it was your defense that lost you the game. And and the offense, I mean, look, Skyler Thompson didn't light it up. But the Jets were getting to him at will. We had like 13 QB hits. 16. Carl Lawson, Six. 16, 16 quarterback hits. 16. And, and Carl Lawson had seven all on his own. So it's not like they made the day easy for this rookie in his debut game. So I, I think – and obviously we'll get into this later, but the Vikings have a really bad pass defense. This is the game where you find out Skyler Thompson has a, has a future. And, again, we'll get into that later. Right. Let, but let's talk about that point. 16 quarterback hits on a rookie who's never seen an NFL defense. And at the end of the day, he was able to get away from most of them get rid of the ball on time to not take that sack because out of 16 quarterback hits, there was only one sack the whole entire game. I would say those are pretty winning numbers. Yeah, he and took he a lot of – And he didn't prepare for this game either. At no point did – I mean, I'm sure he thought that it was a possibility, but he wasn't ready for this moment. I, I'm going to throw this one to you before because I know that you're going to throw a shot. You were going to throw a shot at him anyways, and I, and I feel like I should beat you to the punch here. Our emergency quarterback for this game was Cedric Wilson, and I had this and I had this thought I had this thought process in my head uh, when I heard that on TV, and I was thinking about you. 
I said, <laughs> maybe as an emerging quarterback, he'll play much better than what he's currently getting paid for at wide receiver. That was my thought process during the game. What, what, at any point, I tried to tell that, you this before the season start. I, I yes, told you, this guy is not good. I don't know why you guys paid him that money. I'm not, he's a professional wide receiver, so obviously he can catch a ball here and there. But he's not going to be a difference maker, and he's showed that so far. All, I thought I had the same thought. I was like, oh, he's an emergency QB? Maybe he'll earn his money today. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were thinking yeah. the same thing because yeah, I was. My thought process, and, I, and, and I'm sure that other Dolphin fans agree, the thought process is that having Jalen Waddle and having Tyreek Hill as distractions would kind of benefit the same, and I get it, Cowboys offense is much different than what McDaniel's running. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I figured having those two distractions is kind of like having Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. There should be opportunities for him to shine, at least in this offense, which is predicated on running the ball, play action, and getting open. My guy, I watched the All-22. When he was in there, he wasn't getting that open, even against your third corners that aren't that good. So hey, Michael, I don't hey, respect on Michael Carter's name, man. Our, our nickel corner is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he, I, but he, he ain't no sauce. But no, no, no. Listen, Tyreek Hill did his job as well. That's one thing to bring up about this game. He, he had seven catches, 72 yards. But the most part was those two big pass interference penalties that he was. Listen, sauce hasn't been handsy, but this game he got handsy. And so did your other corner. I, I, my mind's slipping right now, but I'm he sure you saw it. Yeah, he, they were yeah, getting I mean, handsy. Did, there's no way to, to defend Tyreek Hill because he runs so fast that you have to go full-out sprint after him. And if that ball that, that Sauce got the penalty on, it was slightly underthrown. So Tyreek had to come back for it. And in coming back for him, he's running straight into a Sauce that's running full speed also. It's impossible yeah. to stop. It's a pass interference. It's, it's almost like just call that play every play, and you're either going to yeah. get a reception or you're going to get a flag. And it's almost right. unfair, honestly. Another thing, real quick, and I know we're spending a lot of time in this game, but watching the All-22, there has to – and I get it. He's cleared to play this week, but Jalen Waddle's another one, man. That speed he has is ridiculous he as well. He has to be but injured, though. He, the way he's coming off the ball, it's not the same that I saw through weeks one and three. It has no. nothing to do with the defenses that we're playing. If you guys just watch it, if you have NFL Plus, watch it. He's not getting off the ball the way he's been getting the – it could be the same Xavier Howard injury. Maybe he's dealing with a groin. Maybe it's a quad. Um, but again, it's definitely affecting him. Cheetah's a whole other beast. We know that already, even on an on a injured Paul, as he called it. The guy's still getting behind defenses. But um, Danny, let's, let's move on to a topic that I'm sure you're going to enjoy talking about. Well, before and, we move on to, to another topic, just real quick, yeah. one positive for you guys, the yeah. run game. Oh, yeah. You guys finally – you guys finally started running the ball. You guys hadn't done that all year. And you started doing it successfully. At one point, I started getting frustrated. I was like, these guys are going to beat us off the run play. Was and something it, and that it, I wasn't expecting. And it felt like it was the same run play over and over again. It was like yes. 18 carries, 108 yards. I'm like, where has this been all season? And, and I told I you know. coming into this game that I felt like if there was going to be a time where you have to protect the ball and you have to protect Teddy, that it was going to be you have to put, put the run together because that's been the weakness for the New York Jets. I said, you have to try to get that run game going. And Raheem Mostert, awesome. One thing we talked about in preseason was the addition of Chase Edmonds catching the ball to the backfield. These last two weeks, what's going on with Chase Edmonds catching the ball to the backfield? Another drop this past week. 
I don't. I don't. He doesn't look injured at all because he still has good speed. Wasn't as big as the Bengals drop, but for sure. Oh, for sure, because that game, that touchdown was big, especially while Tua was still in. But again, alas, let's move on to the other part that you like picking on a lot. Is the defense as bad as everyone says it is? Now, Danny, you, you, (laughs) you have been a big proponent that you thought the the strength of this team was going to be the defense. And they a fooled lot of me people, two years in a row. Two years yeah. in a row, they fooled me. A lot of people th- thought the same way you did as I did. Um, you've been a big fan of them. I told you last year, I think the majority had to do with the strength of schedule at the end of the season. The zero, mm-hmm. the zero blitz just becoming that much more effective. But having a healthy Byron Jones and Xavier Howard in the field probably helps a lot too. But sure, for sure. Here, here's my thing. Since the Bills game, mm-hmm. since the Bengals game, since the Jets game, Danny, they've been on the field 90% of the time compared to this Miami Dolphins offense. I'm like, I get what you're saying, but outside of those last 10 minutes against the New York Jets, they haven't really been beaten on defense is my point. I don't think that they're as bad as, again, statistically, if you look it up, if you just go based off the stats, like if you said, I haven't seen Literally, one Dolphins. I just looked it up. Yeah, I Fair just enough. looked it up. It looks pretty it, bad. But you've watched these games. So let's say you go yes. based on – you don't have the score. You don't have mm-hmm. the breakdown per quarter. If you just go based off stats, you're like, wow, the Dolphins have really shitty defense. Look at all these rankings. But if you watch the game, they're spending a majority of the game on the field. And I get it. Everybody's a professional. But still, you're spending 90% over three games on the field. Something's got to give. And then you don't have Byron Jones. Then you don't have your boy – our boy, my boy, Xavier Howard on the field. Danny, for, for backup corners like Kohu that are on the field, and he's big a big big impression as an unrestricted free agent, um, undrafted free agent, I'm sorry. He's making a big impression on me. But, Danny, you shit on this defense, but the eye test, which is big for me, tells me that this team is playing as good as they possibly can, given another point that I'll bring up, but I just want to get your thoughts. Just on the eye test, not the stats that you're currently looking at, isn't it fair to see that, because of how much time they spend on the field, they're eventually going to break. I, I think they are the epitome of a bend but don't break t- type of team. Fair. Because up until right before the Jets game, when we had our episode with Gunny. Yeah. I I thought, and I remember I told him, I was like, well, the Dolphins have a good defense. And he looked at me, he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking at the stats. They're not good. And then when he, we started going over the stats, I was like, wow, this team is pretty bad. What's going on here? And I really started thinking about it. You guys force people to work their way down the field. It takes up a lot of luck. But the problem with that is that your defense ends up staying on the field way too long. So, yes, I I understand that with the eye test, because they did it to me. With the eye test, I was like, this isn't a bad defense. It's not a great defense. It's not a bad defense. I mean, they kept Josh Allen in check for the most part. And – I know that the Bills fans were saying that their secondary was all injured, but the secondary has nothing to do with the offense. So I thought that they were a little better, but the Bills were racking up the yards because they would get down the field, but you guys would get a key turnover here, force them to a field goal there, even though I don't think they had a field goal that game. But for the most part, you guys are allowing teams to rack up the stats, but not letting them in the end zone as much, which is where they got me. That's where I was like, oh, wait, they're not that – they're not that bad, but the stats were a little confusing. Now, I agree with you. This is going to catch up to you later on in the season, like it started to do in the fourth quarter of that Jets game, because yeah. you guys 
that first half, we had one touchdown. No, did we even have a touchdown? No, we yeah, didn't have a touchdown. No, no. We had a you touchdown had two to touchdowns in the field second goal. quarter. Right. So, did we? Yeah, it was two touchdowns in the second touchdown. quarter, and you had five points in the first quarter. Okay. So, for the most part, you guys played pretty well until that fourth quarter. And in that fourth quarter, we just blew it open with our run game. So, I do yeah. think your defense is getting gassed. And I'd have to look it up. But I'm assuming your third down defense must be really bad because you're making people work and you're not letting them convert quickly. But yeah. they're making these long drives. And usually when you have a long drive, it's because you keep converting on third down. Yep. And you guys had five points the first quarter, 14 points in the second, zero in the third quarter. And then, long behold, the last 10 minutes of the game, you guys put up 21 points. And that's kind of my point. But let's talk about the two elephants in the room that I've been talking about all season. Before I mention those two, Christian Wilkins has looked amazing, by the way, this season. Obviously, it's a contract year for him. The way he's, he's so getting annoying. The way he, he is, he is the way oh he, so it, gets, it gets under the skin of every single offense that he obviously plays, and I see it. But yeah. he's he's playing great ball. He he's definitely playing for that payday, being that he's in a contract year. But let's talk about the two elephants in the room, Danny. I've been calling, I've been saying their name most of the most of the season. And in the preseason show, I said. They're gonna oh, be yeah. they're gonna be great this year. But Danny, we're going into episode six here. Where is Jalen Phillips and where is Emmanuel Agba? Now I get Andrew Van Ginkle getting the weight back. He had the appendix surgery. So I'm gonna give him all the benefit of the doubt. Because even on that, he's still out there playing. He still hasn't got into the same weight that he was last year, but he's still out there. You can see him hustling. But where is Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Ogbaugh? Sir, I am I am watching this, and it's like you're not beating the same types of tackles the way you were last year. Like you're getting there, but you're getting there like four or five seconds after the ball has been snapped, after you're wrestling for some guy for like five, six seconds. Last year, they were beating their guys right off the edge and getting to the quarterback. I don't know, man. You can shit on a lot of portions of this total defense, and I'll agree with you. Slightly, but mostly these two guys are missing and we need to put them on milk cartons. And it's really bad because the Jets were out there top three tackles. Then you had Dwayne Brown play his first game at left tackle since last year. No preseason, no nothing. Just one week of that. I don't even think he had a full week of practice. And you had Elijah Vera Tucker play right tackle for the first time in his life. He They should have been eating this game. And they should have been eating since the last game coming into this game, but you're right. They're right. not. So so they had no excuse because it's not like they were playing a superior offensive line. This offensive line has been makeshift all year, and you had players playing for the first time, first time ever in a right tackle, first time this season left tackle. Like I, I, I was really worried because we talked about it last episode that you guys were going to get to the quarterback. And for the most part, Zach Wilson had a pretty clean game. Yep. If we, if we could talk about that there were dump-offs, there were plenty of dump-offs this game, which I know was exciting for you to see because that's what yes. you wanted your quarterback to work on were those simple passes, passing mm-hmm. them effectively. Again, our our young corners, man, wide re- your wide receivers are basically kept in check, and you could say, all right, well, maybe he wasn't looking at them. But when he was, they weren't giving up a lot of yards. It's like three catches, 36 yards here, two catches, 20 yards there. For the most part, we kept your receiver in check, and again – that's why I'm not ready to completely say the stats meet what the eye see. What I'm well, well, just, just to be fair on that one, 
he spread the ball out a lot. We even had Jeff Smith, our sixth receiver. He's our sixth receiver, and he had a reception. Yeah. So he was spreading yeah. the ball out a lot also. For sure. But let, let's get something that I don't like talking about because <laughs> it's too long of a season, but it's been another Twitter topic, so let's why not talk about it? Three and two, time to panic. You know what? Before I give my two cents, I'll let you go first. Do you think at three and two, it's time to panic where the Dolphins are right now? Not the um, record, but where the Dolphins are right now. It's funny because I we came on here and we were talking a couple of episodes ago, and I told you the last three times over the last 20 years that you guys started 3-0, and you guys didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and it was a joke, obviously. It was a joke. Yeah. But with Minnesota up next and Skylar Thompson being your starter, mm-hmm. I think – I mean, no, it's not time to panic just yet. Okay. But you know how, how on those on those uh, military ships or whatnot, how there's like a glass cover on the panic button and you got to like flip yeah. it up? <laughs> I wouldn't press it just yet, but I'd flip it up. Because, just in case. Because it, I'm, not, I'm not thinking that it's great the way that you guys are three and two, the way you guys have looked over the last two weeks. Obviously, two has been injured, but the yeah. defense has really disappointed. Okay. And, I mean, lucky for you guys – the upcoming schedule is, is a little soft on the softer side. Yeah, it's, right, it's a little on the softer side. So even with the backup quarterback, you might be able to manage some wins out of there. But I flipped that class cover. Like, You're not ready yes, to press not it. Yet. Not, 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 to not press I like it. I like it. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I, li- I like it. All right. So here's my thought process. Hell no. It's not time to panic. Not just because it's 17 games that we got to play this season. Not just for that reason. It's one of the things you mentioned to me off air, and we'll kind of touch on it, is, well, is this offense really that different with Tua not being in it? And my question to you is, we don't know because it is a brand-new offense. Tua's only really played three games in it, and now we saw Teddy play a portion of it, and then we saw Skyler play. I don't think I, I don't think you can make a fair assessment on is the, is the offense any different with who's that starting quarterback. I think... If you saw Tua play a full 16 games under Mike McDaniel's offense and then he gets injured, you're like, all right, is it the same offense? So, no, at that point, I'm not panicking. I don't know what this offense is yet because we're only six games in. On the Can defense, I ask I already a quick go. question? Yeah, yeah, go for it. About the, about the offense. I've tried to bring up the fact that you guys have not looked explosive outside of that fourth quarter. Fair. Right? So, five games now, 20 quarters. 19 out of the 20, in my opinion, obviously I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people listening that are Dolphin fans are going to disagree, and that's fine. Yeah, that's but fine. to me, outside of that fourth quarter, I don't think you guys have looked necessarily explosive. You guys haven't put up touchdowns and bunches. Yeah. So do you worry at all about this offense? Because it's it's predicated on being explosive, but I don't mm-hmm. think that the, the scores have reflected that. What do you fair. think? That, that's a fair question. So I'll answer your question with, I'm not worried about that either. Yes, I get it. Because of the playmaker and potential that we have on offense, we should be putting up that many points. But again, I'm not one to like, oh my God, we have this quarterback guru, offensive guru, nerd mastermind. I get what we have, but you still got to put it on paper. You 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 had Robert Salah come in last year, and you said you guys were ranked dead last in defense, right? Dead and you said you said you understood because you have. A year to get your players, you have a year to implement that system, and surely but surely, 
I said I didn't understand, and that's why I was so upset. But okay, go ahead. Okay, well, for me, I defended him first game of the season because I'm like, it's only been a year that they were in that in that defense, and I and I get it. Everybody wants to jump the gun. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna you're gonna keep a receipt on on this one. I know. Everybody's like 12, 13 wins, but Danny, you still have to learn the offense. You still have to master this offense, and I don't think Tua's there yet. I don't think Tyreek is there yet. Maybe he is because it's so easy for him to get open. But that's why I'm not worried that this offense isn't explosive. What I will tell you is, and what I feel very confident in, is that this offense, once we click, it will be explosive. And I have all the faith in the world that once Tua gets 100% healthy, this offense will be explosive. But let's move on to the, to the next point. I was going to say about the 3-2 and two and panicking. You guys got to stop being so quick to, like, start shitting on your team. It's like you can't call yourself fans – and I'm not going to mention the person's name, but you know who I'm talking about. Where you're super high when we're 3-0, and and then as soon as you start losing a couple of games, you start shitting on that team that you're supposedly a fan of. And people like that really grind my gears. I'm like, if I don't have hemorrhoids, listening to people like that will give me hemorrhoids. Because to, to be fair, though, that's what being a battered fan is. Uh, you, you almost sense the negativity because you've seen it so often over the last two decades. That but that's, what, almost, that's it, why that, but that's why I don't overreact the way other people do because I am battered. I should know, or I'm sorry, <laughs> because I am battered. I expect that it's not always going to look great. And that's why when we have the down periods, it's not time to fucking panic and jump off the boat. And that shit just fucking pisses me off. And I hate cursing that match. You, you know I do, but it really grinds my gears, man. You, we should probably use the Peter Griffin on that. You know it really grinds my gears, but... Again, it's no time to panic, Danny. I, I I don't have much to say on that. I'm not going to mention that person's name, but dude, calm the fuck down. We're three and two. When a lot of people, quote unquote, experts thought we were going to lose the first three games of the season because of the matchups, we're in a great position going into the Vikings game. And Danny, I think we should start talking about the Viking games if you're ready to do that. Yes, sir. I'm down. Let's go. All right. Well, the purple pe people eaters are coming to town, Danny. And we're back at home. And it's the Minnesota Vikings coming to town. And the initial thought is, I we could go back a few years. I always like Kirk Cousins. I know a lot of people like shitting on Kirk Cousins. But I think Kirk Cousins is a pretty decent damn quarterback. And then you the like fact that, that he had I, – you like that. I do like that. Well, shit, I shouldn't say that. I don't like that he's on the Vikings. But I would have taken him on the Dolphins many moons ago. Um, Dalvin Cook is coming to town. Justin Jefferson is coming to town. You want to talk about a tall order for our defense that you've been shitting on most of the season, Danny. It's definitely this game coming up. Well, they have the ninth most passing yards. So it's it's not top of the league, but it's up there. Yeah. And they've allowed the fourth least amount of sacks this year, which yep. is also a negative because your defensive ends haven't been able to get to the quarterback. Yep, so we're fair. looking at the fact that your passing defense hasn't been great and you haven't been able to get to the quarterback, I think your defense is going to have a tall task. And I'm having a hard time seeing how you guys are going to do. Now, I will tell you that their defense isn't necessarily that great either. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. allowing 70% of completions as far as quarterbacks go. So yeah. if Skylar Thompson is going to succeed, this might be the game to do it. I, not many better. This is the second worst as far as pass completion for quarterbacks. So yep. the only team worse is the Packers, which my Jets place with Zach Wilson has to look good also. So our two quarterbacks 
whoever they are, should be completing the passes this Sunday because they're playing against average passing defenses. I like it. And let, let's go on the Jet. I mean, oh, my God. Let's go on the Viking. <laughs> let's go on the Viking side of things real quick. Danny, they start the season off against Green Bay. They put up 23 on Green Bay. But one thing that you and I both discussed on the Jets episode is the Green Bay defense isn't all we thought up was to be. Now, granted, it was week one. It could have been a fluke. But ultimately, kind of like our defense, they haven't looked wor- how they were looking last year. Nope. Then they went on the road um, and lost to Philly. Philly's been looking amazing. They've been playing amazing yep. football. So by, by all means, you lost to a really good team. Then they beat Detroit. Detroit put up 24 points on that defense. But one thing that we've talked about Detroit as well is that Detroit offensively has actually looked really good as well. So, again, good game there. Then they go down to New Orleans, 28-25 in that one. Again, New Orleans defense, you would think that it would be better, but the Vikings mincemeat on them. Kirk Cousins, 273 passing yards that game. Then last week, now granted, they stripped the ball at the end of the game. They could have easily lost it, but – Again, Kirk Cousins, 296, won that game 29-22. So when I'm looking at who's coming to town, <laughs> if there, you, I, I appreciate that you said if there's a time for Skyler Thompson to look good, it's now just because of the defense he's playing against. But I'm going to take the other side. I think that if there's a time for our defense to be like, hey, we're not as bad as everybody thinks he is, it has to be this week and you have to show up because you're going to have Justin Jefferson to go up against. You just made Brees Hall look like LaDainian Tomlinson last week, catching the ball and running. I, I figured you'd appreciate that. And now you have Dalvin Cook coming to town. Now, granted, Dalvin Cook doesn't stay healthy a lot, but that's a that's a bad man. And Justin Jefferson he's is a bad man. man. And he's healthy going into this game. He is. So I'm a little worried when it comes to that, but I kind of feel like my defense, especially that Xavier Howard said himself today, I am playing that game. Even at 90% Xavier Howard, I think he could slow down Justin Jefferson the way he did Stephon Diggs. Um I don't know, man. Xavier Howard's had a rough year so far this year. He has. And, and I feel like it's, it's, it's even got to his head because at least from when I've watched the Dolphins in prior years, I've never seen him kind of lose his head and make such stupid mistakes. But yeah. He's even had personal foul penalties, which I'm like, what, this is a lot of character. Not, right. It is out of character for him because it's not something he usually does. But that's kind of why I feel that if there's a game to show up for our defense, it's this one. They're going to be back at home. Dolphin Stadium is going to be rocking. I, I know it's Hard Rock Stadium, but I felt like calling it Dolphin Stadium. I think Dolphin fans are going to be rocking and supporting the team. Um, my my inkling says it's going to be a close game because the Vikings don't always do what they're supposed to do. And this game, um, I, I should let you know, they have them favored 68%, but it's only a we're only 3.5 underdogs at home. Do you think that do you think there's something that maybe they're noticing that I'm kind of noticing as well? Uh I guess the Vikings still haven't necessarily looked very impressive either. I mean, they they eked out that win against the the Saints. Yeah. They beat the Packers which I mean, the Packers like we said, they just lost to the Giants. Right, which is incredible. Right. Uh I I, I really don't know. I mean, their their pass defense hasn't looked great. I, I'm not sure why they're only Three and a half point favorites. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you stopped me there. I, I had no idea that the game was going to be called so closely. I thought I thought they would be much higher favorites at that point. And, and let's talk about something real quick, and then we'll we'll move on to finally predict this game. Kirk Cousins on the season: seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Again, he 
he takes care of the ball sometimes, but then sometimes those five interceptions are a glaring point that he'll take some shots when they're not there. If Xavier's on the field, I think he'll take advantage of those facts, and that just leads us into prediction time um, for this week. You don't want to predict it yet. All right, go ahead. Why is Skyler Thompson starting over Teddy Bridgewater? You said it. He's still he's still going through concussion protocol. Tua but is supposedly, level- but supposedly, if he passes concussion protocol, they're still going to have him as a backup. Correct. He said because said he hasn't been able to get on the field yet. So they said that even if he goes through the steps, let's say tomorrow, and he's able to sort of go cautionary reasons, they're going to hold him out, and he'll be Skyler Thompson's backup for the game. Okay, so if he doesn't pass these, is Cedric Wilson going to be the fourth quarterback? Reed Senate will be our quarterback. Uh, okay, you're, I, you're I just I, I was yes, I was just so I was like, why is he already announced as the starting quarterback? What happened to Teddy? I like it. I like it. You want to know why? For two reasons, being that you wanted to bring it up. We know what Teddy Bridgewater is. There's a reason he's still in the NFL. He's a he's a good he's a good quarterback. He's even more of a solid backup quarterback because if you do have an emergency. Stupid spotter ruled him out. But I think the game would have been more effective against you guys, especially in moments where you need to take care of the ball and you need to make the right read. Teddy Bridgewater would have been able to make those because he had that week of preparation. But in this situation that now Skyler Thompson is going to get all the reps with the first team and get those cadences down, you're going to see two things happen. It's either going to be all the haters that were actually bashing on Skyler Thompson and go, we told you, are going to be – basically corrected and be like, see, with a week of practice, he looks much better. Do I think he's going to be a starting quarterback based off of this game? I don't believe so. I do believe that eventually with enough reps, enough seasons under the belt, he could potentially be a a solid number one, but eventually I think he'll be a number two on some NFL team. Hopefully I'm wrong because... I think he's going to have a good game this week. Well, then let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's go ahead and predict this game, Danny. Um, being that you said that you think he's going to have a good game, I'm going to let you go first. Well, like we, we just said earlier, the Vikings don't have a good pass defense. Yep, They're allowing QBs to complete 70% of their passes. Skylar Thompson didn't show it too much as far as gaining a lot of yards with his legs, but obviously he was getting away from the pass rush with his legs because we were pressuring like crazy, but we weren't getting those sacks. Yep. So I think he'll get his legs to produce – I'm sure Mike McDaniel cook up some type of because the game plan was for Teddy Bridgewater, not for Skyler last week. Yep. So if Mike McDaniel's is who he that everybody says he is as far as a offensive genius, he's gonna have something tailored to Skyler. And I think that he's gonna do well. Um I don't think you guys win though. I think okay. you keep it close. I don't think that your defense is gonna be able to con- contain Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, all of them. I I, I unfortunately for you, unfortunately. I uh, I think you guys go down. I'm gonna say thirty seventeen. Thirty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Now, for somebody you said he's gonna have a good game and give, only giving us seventeen points on offense, you know. But 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 look, if he if he can go, uh, fifteen for twenty four, two hundred yards and a touchdown. Right, I think that's a good game. That is, that, is, that 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 would be a, that would be a really solid game for yes, for, and, for, and, for, a, for a young quarterback that right. of, of his level. So I, I think that oh, yeah, seventeen points only. But I think like, like last week, you won't be losing the game because of him. He's going to do things. I, I don't think he'll throw a pick. I think he'll protect the ball. And unfortunately, it'll be your defense that gives up the game. 
I hate to say this, but I agree with you. I love I to think, hear it. I think that we do lose this game. But I'm still not disappointed if we end up losing. And here's why. I think that Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson combination is going to be too much for our defense. Now, granted, I know that I've been on the bandwagon this whole episode and saying I trust them more than you do. But my thing is, I still think that they're going to be on the field a big portion of this game. And that's and where the problem that's where and my you'll lose it in the fourth in. quarter. Right. And that's where my problem comes in. I think that when it's time to put the game away, we'll use that. When it's time to put the game away, this defense is going to be gassed and come up short doing so. Where I disagree with you is that I do think Skyler Thompson will have some numbers like what you said, 15 of 24, 18 of 27, 200 plus throwing the ball. I think he gets in the end zone twice, whether that be one throwing, one running. But I do think he gets in the end zone twice. Um, I don't believe he'll turn the ball over, and here's why. Outside of Patrick Peterson, the rest of those um, corners aren't having really good seasons. They're getting picked on. And if Jalen Waddle's anywhere near, anywhere near what he was well, against the Vikings Buffalo, have good safeties. I forgot who, who, who their names. But well, the Vikings have good safeties, though. So you're not going to have – I mean, obviously, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. A, a big play is always a possibility, but right, right, no, I'm, I'm talking really about even safety. the short. I mean, I'm talking about just the short and beating your man. Yak, yak. Correct. Just getting down the field, catching those short passes, and, and taking advantage is kind of what I meant. I think that the rest of those corners aren't on Patrick Peterson's level, but Patrick Peterson's level is not that high. I think Tyreek Hill will take advantage of uh, Patrick, an older Patrick Peterson, uh, better than what he could do against Sauce Gardner last week. I think the game is close again. Um, Danny, give me 21 points, and I give them 27. I think the Minnesota Vikings win this game 27-21. I think Skyler Thompson does um, prove me right in the aspect that I do believe that he's going to be a solid quarterback in this league. Um, Whether you're playing third, four stringers, you don't do that well if you don't know what you're doing with a rock in your hand, and I think he does. I think he'll be able to watch tape on Minnesota and know what – he could win at and what's potentially not so good for him to do. But ultimately, yeah, I'm going to be at the game. That will be finally my first game back since um, I went on vacation. And um, I'm going to be there cheering my ass off for the guys. And hopefully they prove me wrong and they do win this game. But I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if in the fourth quarter you guys are up 17-16. Yeah. Like that wouldn't surprise me. But I, I would expect you guys to give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and end up losing, like I said, 30 to 17. But hey, just like last right. game against the Jets, you guys had a chance to take the lead in the uh, early in the fourth quarter. You guys, Skyler Thompson played well enough to win that game up yes. until the end of the third quarter. I think he'll do it again with a full week to prepare, with the game plan tailored to him. Uh, you just need you need your defensive ends to get to the quarterback finally. You need Xavier and Howard to get his shit together. Yeah. And you know, maybe you guys do surprise some people. You'll surprise the hell out of me if you win this game. I promise you that. But right. I don't see it happening. Oh, that's fair. And again, I'm in agreement with you. We we won't touch on it. Another thing, um, real quick, Raheem Mostert may have another good game. The the Minnesota Vikings are allowing 120 per game as well. So it's a good chance that we might see him be effective on the run and probably keep the game as closer than what we think. Look, I was the one thing that surprised me the most last week was definitely your running game. Because you guys were getting yards by the bunches. And it, like I said, it was very frustrating to watch. But if you guys can do that again, there's no 
the best friend of a young quarterback is a good running game and a tight end. For sure. If you have those two things, which you have those two things, you never know. Things could, could change if your defense decides to step up. They just haven't showed up yet, and I don't – you have to show me for me to believe that it's going to happen. And they haven't shown it to me yet, so I'm not going to believe it yet. Fair enough. I'll, we'll leave it on that. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode six of the Battered Fins Fan Podcast. That is the Mr. Danny G, Mr. Battered Jet Fan himself. I am the Bearded Fanatic, and this was episode six. Peace.